and welcome to CLAMP, the Creating, Living, and Making Projects podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm joined, as always, by Adam and Grant. Grant this week is kind of, he's small. He's hes smaller than we remembered, but I'm pretty sure it's him, so we should be okay. He's, he looks very, <laughs> he's looking very plastic. I think he had plastic surgery. <laughs> well, you know what? A bit too much yeah, Botox. I just, I just got into the whole Barbie thing. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. You're your own Ken doll now. It's amazing. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I still need to watch that. I have been putting it off and I need to watch it. Same. Uh, so tonight we are doing something a little different because this is coming out the day before Halloween and Halloween is the only holiday I even care remotely about. So <laughs> I decided why not walk through some DIY horror movie weapons, uh, a little bit of armor in here at one point. And I guess I should say horror media because it's going to be movies, TV shows, and comics. Um, And yeah, I'm going to try to keep it spoiler free for the most part. Um, But I would like to say possible spoiler warning because I don't, we might go off on a tangent and spoil some stuff. You never know. So uh, yeah. I guess let's jump in to, let's see, we decided to do Walking Dead first. Doesn't, doesn't matter. That works. Do that, do that's one. We, we, all know, we all know this weapon, so it's yes. a lot easier for us to talk about. Okay, so the first weapon is my least favorite. It is from The Walking Dead. The comic started in 2003. The TV show started in 2010. And the weapon we'll be talking about is Negan's bat named Lucille. Uh, So if you've been hiding under a rock, The Walking Dead is a zombie TV show and comic book. And basically the plot summary is Sheriff Deputy Rick Grimes wakes up from a coma to learn the world is in ruins and must lead a group of survivors to stay alive. Uh, So yeah, (laughs) what do you guys think? Of The Walking Dead and Negan's Bat. Well, I, w- I wanted to talk about this one in particular because a barbed wire bat isn't like, it wasn't like a revolutionary thing. Mm-mm. Like some of the other things we're going to be talking about that definitely, definitely came out of the minds of the creators uh, that changed the way people thought about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, so when I saw this one, I was like, yeah, it's like, it, it's honestly like as in terms of DIY stuff. Yeah, definitely. Just about anyone could DIY their way to a barbed wire bat. Yeah, very low uh, effort. <laughs> very low effort. So I like the fact that we started with a low effort one because I I just look at it and just go, it, it shows how little um, imagination uh, Negan had. That's a good, that's like the one positive thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because <laughs> everything else it's, I have to say is terrible. <laughs> it's positive for her not to have imagination. No, yeah. it's positive yes. for him to not have imagination. I think. Him. Oh, it's not him. Okay. I, don't, I don't know Walking Dead. I've never seen it. I've seen snippets of it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the bat to me is pretty common for post-apocalyptic movies. like It is, yeah. But normally it's like nails or screws coming out of it. So like, right. I don't know. Barbara well, you work with what you work with what you find. Barbed yeah. wire, nails, same thing. Yeah. So See, make something metal around a bat. <laughs> so I actually think that the barbed wire is a, it actually makes the bat worse. 
Mm-hmm. Nails, really? great. Yeah, I actually think the barbed wire makes it worse because it get it'll get tangled on stuff. Have you ever tried like just I like think Christmas? The opposite. Could you imagine like Christmas lights wrapped around it and like then oh they got stuck on something and all of a sudden now you're like walking through and it gets stuck on a door handle, right? I'm more thinking. Like, oh. Imagine nails sticking out of a bat and then you hit a zombie in the head and the nails get stuck in the head. Yeah, then you got to try and get it out. Barbed wire stuck, stuck on their hoodie. It would like be stuck all up in there on their clothing. But have you ever seen a zombie wearing a fucking hoodie? <laughs> They're not all naked though. It, there will be clothing. I hadn't considered that point. All I kept thinking was that you'd have to refresh the barbed wire because that's yeah. just going to get it gets squished. Into the wood. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I kept thinking about. What was the um, what was the other one you yeah. said? Nails, barbed wire and what? Oh, like screws, like big, like <clears throat> oh, screws. Okay, like you know, the cabinet screws or something like super yeah. long and scary. Uh, right, but or so, if it's an uh, aluminum you know, bat, like welding spikes on oh, it would be a way be better thing to do. Yeah, I, don't I think reckon a, a table saw blade embedded in the end would be the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, actually. Oh my god. <laughs> but so, yeah, just so everyone knows where this happens in the show. And I'm losing my voice already because I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. So, and Grant is deleting my notes. <laughs> 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 so this, when we are introduced to Negan and his bat really is the first episode of season seven. And that's where I stopped watching The Walking Dead. I don't really want to give any spoilers, uh, but he uses Lucille, the barbed wire bat, to murder my favorite character. Um, and this is one of the things that stays the same in the comic and the TV show because the TV show just kind of goes wherever the fuck it wants. It doesn't stick As to the do. comic story. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I had read the comic and like kind of come to terms with it and was able to keep reading past it. But actually seeing it on TV uh, was like the worst thing in the world. And I just couldn't. I couldn't after that. I didn't want to hang out with Negan anymore. I did not want to be around him. So how long was Megan in the show? Like from the beginning? (laughs) It's with an I don't know who Megan. Negan. Negan, yeah. Oh, right. That's why, like, you keep saying Megan. I'm like, that's a girl's name. So why do you keep saying it's a boy? I'm like, no. I mean- I'm all for calling yourself whatever you want, but so how long was he in the show for? But is he from the beginning? No, no. he like he legit <laughs> didn't show up until I think season six, like the very okay. end of season six. Um, I'm just it's just I'm he, thinking like seven years of TV and you still can only come up with a bat wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. It is the most brutal thing I can think of, really. Like, when you're considering the other weapons that these dudes have, like, he's not just going to shoot people. He's going to beat them to death. Like, it's it's so much worse than a lot of other things out there, even though it doesn't seem very creative. It's, like, So I'm a bit confused because you keep, like, so, again, I don't know the show at all and try not to do spoilers. But, I mean, the show's been out for, what, 10 years or something, if you haven't seen it too bad. But like, why do you keep saying killing people? I thought though, I thought it was all about like surviving against zombies. Oh, poor, poor, poor Adam. <laughs> the Walking Dead is not about surviving against zombies. It's about surviving against other survivors. Mm-hmm. And zombies happen to be a constant threat 
in the background. Yeah. Uh, it's just the cherry okay. up. It's a bunch of horrible human stuff. And then zombies also. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Kind of like um, my Clampination for this week, but yeah. So maybe I will watch it then. I mean, it like it was really good for the first few seasons, and I was like barely hanging on by the time that Negan showed up, and it was just like I'm fucking, I'm out. <laughs> There's so many, so many shows like that. Yeah, but so for each of these, I also want to say if I would recommend it or not. And on this one, I will say comic, yes. TV show, no. Um, just because I love the comic and it's how it, I experienced it the first. And, um, yeah, Negan is too much of a fixture in the TV show. He becomes a really huge character in TV where he isn't in the comics. And I just, meh. So I would say no. So, TV show. And if you listen to the uh, pre-show, you would have heard us talking about Supernatural. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, is the father in Supernatural. Oh, no, really? <laughs> But he doesn't, he plays a very nice person. Like, honestly, like, they're, they're not the same person like that. He shows he's a really good actor. Does his face look different? Does he have all the facial hair and stuff? I did not recognize him at okay. first. <laughs> good. Because if he and looked then, like Negan, I would be like, no. Well, well, like, if you, but the problem is, if you've watched, if you, like, if that's your only thing, then yeah, you might see him. My thing was yeah. he was the father in Supernatural. And then I saw Negan, and I was like, oh, he looks kind of familiar, and I had to look him up. But now that I've said it, you might see Negan. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if I will. I hope not. I don't know. Yeah, they've done some fun crossover uh, picture shoots with him with that YouTube characters. Walking Dead? Yep. Did you know that? Yep. Fun uh, so yeah. fact, Jesse. There's a there's – a, there's a, um, there's an episode of Walking Dead with all the bikers. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Yeah, and one of the bikers is actually um, was actually a YouTube vlogger back in the day who made like a bike to go in the show. Oh yeah, I had no idea yeah. about any of that. Let's see. So I guess we will move on to one that I think neither of you have seen, and I'll just run through it real quick. Mandy, 2018, Red's DIY Battle Axe. So have either of you seen that? No, no, but I'm going to search it. No. Okay. So the plot summary for this one, the enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen propelling a man into a spiraling surreal rampage of vengeance. Uh, this, I love this movie. I will say right up front, I 100% recommend it. But it's the sort of movie where I just watch the second half. <laughs> the first half is all of the dark, distressing stuff that I kind of struggle with. But Nicolas Cage going on Revenge Bender is the best version of Nicolas Cage as far as I'm concerned. And he's my favorite actor. So that's like peak <laughs> Nicolas Cage. So... I recommend it just for that. There's a whole like minutes long scene of him drinking whiskey in a bathroom pantsless. He's wearing like socks, underwear, and a shirt and just crying and screaming <laughs> after everything happens. It's, um, it's a really interesting movie. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so... But this one, the reason that I like this one so much is it's an actual like making montage. It shows him... 
like in his shop actively doing it. You see him like melting the metal, pouring the metal into like a sand form that he's got on his workbench and like hammering it out, grinding it down, sharpening it, all that shit. And then he uses it for the rest of the movie to obliterate dudes. And it is wonderful. <laughs> and it's, it's probably only like 30 seconds. It's super quick. But I just... What most YouTube videos should be. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so the scene description for this one is, yeah, basically it shows him... You know, just going through the process, he's got like his crazy fucking gloves on and sunglasses and he looks like hell, but it's just, I love it so much. So I, I looked up a picture of this uh, axe and it is a fully, like there's no handle to it. It is a one yeah. piece and mm -hmm. with like a spear on the end and yep. it's got an extra handle at the top. Uh, it's a really interesting design. I, I haven't obviously haven't seen this movie. I wish we'd gotten the uh, the list of movies to watch more than thirty minutes before the episode. Uh, I share this with y'all months ago. <laughs> All the movies I'm covering. Really, I don't remember. Uh, really, um, I don't remember that. I think you thought about doing that. No, but I'll find the screenshot in Discord. I know I did. <laughs> All right, so I, I. I, I think about this and I think about how he made it and it makes me think of the Mandalorian. And when I'm mm. thinking about the Mandalorian, I just go, well, that's set in a weird different universe, far, far galaxy away. So they're doing stuff that I don't understand. It doesn't make sense that it would work out very well, but he, Nicholas Cage, I assume in this movie is in on earth. Mm. Um, and I just couldn't see pouring metal, uh, into and I guess we'll have to get like HT1 Metalworks on here one day to talk about this because that's the only person I know who actually does casting. But like I can't see pouring metal uh, into a sand form that would make a decent weapon that would be sharpenable oh. and hardened and all that. I mean, he fucking works on it forever. <laughs> oh, and the and the oh. hardening it shows him with like a propane torch just going over it and it's bright red. But like, yeah, I I don't think <laughs> it's done in a way that it actually would not crack right. over these like demon <laughs> yeah. heads. But it looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> like oh, it is imagine, so striking. Imagine if you casted like a sword, it would just shatter. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I don't know. yeah, this this axe is pretty cool looking. But so it has like four different weapons on it, from what I can uh, see. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Because you've got the spear end, and then there's like. The, the what I don't know, like the spiky bits halfway up the handle yeah. to like actually crack the head, and then two hook things. Mm. Is that whale tail looking thing? Is that actually sharp? Because the pictures I see, it looks like it's rounded over and not actually sharp. You know, I'm not sure if it's actually sharp. Right. I bet it would still do damage though. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Well, the thing know. probably weighs a ton. Yeah. I also wonder about that. Yeah. How much it weighs because it's significant. Mm. I mean, it's like feet long. So I, yeah, that might. Does be it show you what metal he melts down? No. So we don't know what it's made out of. It could be metal. Adam, 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 adamantium. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. He got it from Logan. It was, yeah. you know, a nice gift. 
Um, But if anyone wants to see the scene, it's super quick. It's one hour, 13 minutes in. It's right before the title screen. So it's one of the movies where like the title screen happens in the middle. Um, What? 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 Y'all haven't seen that? No. One hour, 13 minutes in for the title screen. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it's more common in horror movies. Like there are so many horror movies. I have never heard of that. There's another one on this list that I think might be the same case, like the same layout. Yeah. Um, And as far as recommending, of course, yes, I recommend this. It is a stunningly gorgeous movie. Even if you just watch the second half, I think it's worth it. Um, It's really surreal and very vivid colors. And uh, there's also a chainsaw fight scene at one point. So, you know, it's very good. (laughs) Wow. It sounds like a very exciting movie. It is. <laughs> Maybe the first half a little too much, but it's very good. So I just I just Googled Mandy Badalax making and it's up it's on Vimeo if you want to watch oh, just nice. that scene. Okay. There you go. Hmm. All right. So we'll go to one that you guys probably are more familiar with now. Um if not seeing it, maybe you at least know Evil Dead 2, which came out in 1987, and this is Ash's Chainsaw Hand. So the plot summary of this movie is the lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. It's kind of a remake of the first movie with, you know, like additional stuff added on to the end. But this is another workshop montage that I just absolutely love. It's super quick. I think it might be 30 seconds. Um, but so it's it's an hour and six minutes into the movie. And basically the breakdown is uh, Bruce Campbell's hand, Ash, sorry, his name is not Bruce Campbell, but I always think of him that way. His right hand becomes possessed. So he then has to cut that right hand off. But then what do you do with the stump? You attach a chainsaw to it. And I just love it. It's (laughs) every time I see it, it makes me laugh because he thought things through so much that he has like a little sort of like a set of hooks on his harness that he makes out of like a strap webbing so that he can just pull his arm out and like the rip cord for the chainsaw gets pulled and it starts up. So, you know, bonus points for, like, accessible tech. <laughs> That's nice. I love to see it. So have either of you guys seen this? Uh, I have I seen this. Haven't. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't believe it, Adam. Yeah. This is so good. The uh, Evil Looking Dead. Now. And it's, like, one of my other favorites. Like, it's not a zombie movie, but there's definitely. I think there's, like, Army of Darkness. He doesn't kill a bunch of zombies. Mm, yeah, they're zombies, basically but... zombies. Yeah, yeah. The undead. So it's one Maybe of the ones. Can just say that. <laughs> yeah, sure. The undead. He definitely kills a bunch of undead. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely it was one of those ones where, like I was talking about earlier, it is a actually transformational thing, and mm-hmm. was clearly, like you said, thought out and like creative in yeah. their application. Obviously it's a little bit ridiculous having a chainsaw it for is. a hand, but they definitely like, they thought out like, well, how would you start this chainsaw? Well, you clearly can't just, you know, you need to have a way and that like pulling it out with the 
mm-hmm. with the little <laughs> clip on his little harness there. And he, it just seems like such a, a, a way more interesting way to use a chainsaw. Cause generally speaking, mm-hmm. I would say chainsaws are the worst idea when fighting undead. Uh, they're just a horrible, uh, post-apocalyptic thing. You need to keep refueling them and Mm -hmm. they always have problems like they do in the, I can't remember which movie, but he's definitely had times where he couldn't get it started. Yeah. Uh, so it's just not a good idea if you've ever thought about it. So like I've looked it up and I, I do know of the movie. How does he actually attach the chainsaw to his... Um, I can see that his arm obviously goes into it, but how is he holding onto it inside? So he, it's really janky and I don't think this would actually work, but it's basically some of those like O-ring clamps that you can size down uh, yeah. to just stick so it, just clamps it on his arm. It's just right. clamps on. Um yeah, the, okay. the actual chainsaw looks so janky. Like, it probably didn't. I mean, what did you say, 1987 or something? Yeah, 1987. Yeah. And so yeah. when you're looking <laughs> at it, it's just like, okay, so this chainsaw is made mostly of really bad spray painting. It's just, it looks really bad. Clearly foam, is. yeah. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. great, but it, it's- if the, last, so, you know? the last thing I would think of if my hand got cut off was I'm going to attach a chainsaw to it. <laughs> Well, you're not fighting supernatural beings, though. So, but so to Still. answer the the question, it's a toilet flange, like a three inch toilet, uh, like toilet yeah. pipe, yeah, like maybe. rubber on both ends. That's how it's connected. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. So I have. It I know totally we're talking work. about weapons and what sort of stuff. I just quickly because we keep bringing up zombies. I don't understand the term undead because wouldn't I be undead? I'm not dead, so you haven't um, been dead. Very, I've never, but I've never understood yeah. that term. You have to be dead first to become undead. Yeah, you have to be dead first. It's like the levels. <laughs> I don't know. It does sound weird, though. So if Isn't you die undead, and then come you're back dead. to life, no, that's like yeah, the difference. So it's like you're not so it's living. like you're dead, but then un- you've they've you undo being dead. Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I've never understood that term. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're still alive. You what, If you died and then they brought you back to life, you'd be undead. So if you had like a cardiac uh-huh. arrest and you were like <laughs> flatlined, then you, you could yeah. call yourself undead. You could. <laughs> All right. There you go. Nice. <sighs> so I don't know. Do y'all have anything else you would like to say about Evil Dead 2? I don't know well enough. No. Well, so yeah, all I have to say is watch it. It's amazing. Bruce Campbell has so much fucking charm. I just love him. It's wonderful. It's good for everybody. Uh, and now off to another kind of random one y'all probably haven't seen or maybe not even heard about De- beyond. Definitely the- not. So I, I recommended it on the podcast a while ago and that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the movie Malignant. It is from 2021 and the weapon is a knife made out of a trophy. So the plot summary for this movie Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. This is another one where I don't want to say too much about it because 
it's the same sort of thing um, as what the, oh, I just went totally blank. Oh no, (laughs) as Mandy, the same thing as Mandy, where the first half and the second half are very distinct, almost different films. So Mm. yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, but it is a very sort of like over the top kind of monster slash slasher fic. Like it's, I don't know, it's very strange, but I really enjoy it. If you want to see the scene where the knife is made, it happens 39 minutes and 40 seconds into the movie. Um, basically, the the baddie in this movie steals a trophy from someone that he kills, and then they take it into this like attic workshop and turn it into a knife. So they're basically hammering off parts of the trophy that they don't want and sharpening the edges to make it a knife. It's really simple and super crude, but very effective. Very interesting looking knife. Yeah. Trophy thing. I'm I'm confused to see like what the trophy was beforehand because I haven't looked that up. But the so first thing that comes was- up is a so many 3D printed files to print. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so the the original trophy is sort of the I forget what that thing is called, but it's basically a sort of like the doctor coat of arms where it's like a staff and some right. snakes and some wings. So it, yeah, that it was kind of a detailed pointy looking thing before and yeah, they really just hammered the shit out of it and turned it into a knife. <laughs> so I'm looking at this thing and I just look at it and go this would immediately break and not be useful. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's another one, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's this, it's kind of considered like a sort of giallo movie and they are kind of like really wacky this way. Like the weapons don't always make sense. Like I think the machine gun leg made more sense than this time. <laughs> so if, uh, uh, and that's Planet Terror, if anyone wants to see Rose McGowan with a gun leg. Yeah. Like, I I think that there's more chance that machine gun leg works than this knife. But <laughs> that's yeah, all that's I have to fair. say about that. That's fair. I also think it would be very hard to hold. I don't know that I would yeah. want to be trying to stab someone with it. It doesn't look very functional. No, so what it is for people who don't want to go look it up, it basically looks like like brass knuckles, but instead of the knuckle part, it's a big long knife. Mm-hmm. Like pretty long, like twelve to sixteen inches long. Yeah. So all I could think and it doesn't have the full brass knuckle, it has a single point that goes through your, your middle finger and your ring finger. Yep. That you're holding on to. And that point is gotta be also snapping side. Right, it's got to be adamantium because otherwise it's <laughs> snapping. It's a, uh, it is something that's for sure. Yeah. In really our Instagram is. post, Jesse is going to download photos of all these. Oh, and she's going to put y'all a post don't up even with all. Know of them. what I have planned for that. Right. Get ready. Well, so you're going to have to go go on Instagram and follow us. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. That's all I have to say <laughs> yes. about that. So um, as far as recommending this one, yes, it was my favorite horror movie of 2021. It's so good. Um, But like I said, the first and second half of the movie are very different. This is a super polarizing movie. It's the sort of thing where you either love it or you're just super annoyed and kind of confused by it. 
Um, so, you know, it might not be for everybody, but I say go for it just because there is a gigantic fight scene that takes place in a jail cell in a police station. That is one of the most fun things I've seen in a very long time. So just for that scene, I think it's worth it because the reveal in the movie, some people find it very goofy and silly. I still thought it was great, but the police station scene is the one thing I can highly recommend from it. Let's see. And now we will move on to probably the, I would say the biggest example of making in horror movies, which is A Nightmare on Elm Street, which came out in 1984. And the weapon is Freddy Krueger's knife glove. So the plot summary of this, teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of a of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams in which if they die, it kills them in real life. Um, Uh This one is easy. It is the very beginning of a nightmare on Elm street. You see Freddie kind of forming the glove. Um, It looks like it's sort of a rawhide work glove with some sort of brass finger blades. Maybe it looks brass to me, which also makes me question if that would even work, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I've never I think that this much is into probably, it. Yeah. It's well, and I, you know, I don't know that I had until I started writing this because there are, there are like two big scenes in the movies where you see his workshop. So yeah, there's, In addition to the opening scene of A Nightmare on Elm Street, you can also um, check out the movie Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, which is one that's a little harder to find. I actually had to rent it (laughs) to see it, which, but you know, it works. But it's um, at one hour, 16 seconds in, there are lots of shots of earlier prototypes of his gloves, which I find really interesting as well. So like the iconic rawhide sort of like brass copper knife glove isn't what he always had like I I didn't fully realize that until I started investigating this like there are a bunch of like there's one with the razors on the fingertips there's one that looks like it's just sort of wire work and it has claws made out of like wrapped wire which also seems highly unpractical but I just I don't know. I guess he got artistic with some of mm. them. Yeah. I've so never, I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. No. I, no. of course I know who no. Freddy Krueger is. Like it's one of the most famous <laughs> horror movie people ever, but no, I've never actually seen yeah. the movie. Uh, well, uh, speaking of seeing the movies. Oh, go ahead, Grant. Well, I was going to say, I, I'm looking at the pictures. It's definitely copper that that's used here. Okay. So, See, that's and, what I was thinking. I'm like, that would just crumble. <laughs> well, you can get, you can harden copper. So a lot of people you think can, of copper like that. Yeah, the, like the pipe. And what's nice about copper is it actually work hardens. So mm. I think you could, I think, you know, you could make maybe some copper. Then I'm looking. So I, I, and I think there's like the, in the prototypes, it definitely looks copper. I don't see yeah. the, like, it's, I don't have a close, I only have the close up of the prototypes. But it could be very much that the other one he changed to brass, which would actually kind of mm-hmm. make sense. He tried a one material and then that didn't work, so yeah. he tried a different one. So 
I again, because I haven't seen the movie, is the point of the spike things to stab or to slash? Because I think that slash. would be different. Right. So, because if you're trying to stab, yeah, maybe copper wouldn't be the best, but mm. slashing might, it, like it's different. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah he, he definitely slashes a lot or kills people not by stabbing. So you'd say <laughs> like, it's a slashing It's a lot movie. of creative. Yeah. There you go. It's like the, <laughs> the I, I guess the iconic um, way that you know that Freddy has been to get you is that you'll have like, you know, scratch marks on yourself. So. Yeah, he's definitely a slasher. Um, As far as recommending this one, I would say that the series is really hit and miss. Uh, I really love the first movie, and I love the third movie. Uh, That's about it, I think. (laughs) But, I mean, Freddy is a classic, and I do like him, but I just, oh, the acting is so bad in those movies sometimes. (laughs) Well, and now that's that's what they're known for. Yeah, that is kind of what they're known for. That's the 1980s for you. Yeah. (laughs) So um, now we will talk about Saw, which y'all are probably pretty familiar with. Um, So this series started in 2004, and the weapons in this series are actually traps. Um, So the plot summary of this, which I just sort of wrote up because I couldn't find one for the entire series, and I didn't want to give any spoilers – so this is a movie series that features uh, John Kramer, a.k.a. Jigsaw, um, and his apprentices as they trap people and make them go through these traps to free themselves. Uh, they also kind of fuck with the police a lot. And so there's like police investigations wound in with all of this. There are 10 movies in the series. This is definitely one of the like the biggest, most popular horror movie series because these came out annually on Halloween for a very long time. I think maybe the first seven. Yeah. Year after year. So people just kept going back. Um, But the later movies uh, people are not big fans of. So it's the the problem is like not to give away spoilers, but I mean, again, it's been out for so long that the main character keeps dying at the end and then coming back in the next, next movie. Like, (laughs) I can just kill him off already. Like even now, like it was all this big thing of him dying in number eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And now like the trailer for number 10 is he's back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, <sighs> yeah. Still one of my favorite how to die. horror movies, but. <laughs> so, um, but I wanted to give kind of a description of the general premise, just so that people knew what I meant when I said traps, if they haven't seen the movies, So basically every movie has different traps and every victim that's shown, they are in a different trap for the most part. So you might see like, I don't know, 10 traps in a movie. I think there's definitely over a hundred traps in the series. Now I'm not sure how per many, how many per movie though, but basically like they put the victim in instant peril. Like this is something that you have to fight to get out of. You either are going to have to make a sacrifice of some sort or hurt yourself. Sometimes you have to pay by like weight of flesh or blood, or maybe like de-glove your hand to get something. Uh, Or you might have to hurt someone else. That is also something that happens in some of the traps. 
Um, some of them seem impossible to win and some of them are like super easy, but they're all really disgusting. Um, the first movie <laughs> is significantly less gory than the ones later in the series, but they're still all pretty gross. In the movies, do they actually show the traps being made? They don't. And I, oh. I wish that they did because, I, oh, go ahead. They don't, but there is in a couple of the movies, there is actually some like snippets of the princesses doing work to make the yeah, traps. Like it doesn't show how they're up. made. Yeah, like setting things yeah. up and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is kind of one of the that's sort of the bad thing about this series, which is why I don't super recommend it, is that there are so many characters doing so many things and it's never really well explained. So yeah, yeah, I wish that we got to spend more time seeing, yeah, the creation of the trap and how they came, you know, to this conclusion because there are some really iconic traps. Um, I think probably the biggest one is the bear trap, which will like rip your head apart. That's probably the one that everyone knows there- about. I'm pretty positive there is actually in one of the movies, like the police going over how that works. Or oh, something. probably. From yeah. memory. Yeah. But yeah. So, so the the whole point of the movie is one gore and two, um, uh, what's it called? Like twists. There's like, they're always full of mm-hmm. twists. That's the whole point of the movies. Yeah. So I have a question. Is this just like home alone, but like people die? No, it's so much more no. cruel. Like I like Home Alone is child mean. Right. This is like this is a grown ass man that spends all of his time <laughs> thinking about the worst <laughs> ways he could kill people cuz like there's so much stuff that this person has like access to. That's another problem I have with the movies. Yeah. I'm like, "John, where the fuck are you getting this stuff? Like, how are you sourcing all of these materials? Like, cuz there's like poisons and acids and all this wild stuff that he gets for the traps." Anyone who's watched like a true crime anything would know he wouldn't last that long. <laughs> yes. Well, especially for getting caught caught so often, yeah. he's not very good at not getting caught. Let's be honest. Um, but as, yeah, as far as recommending these, I don't really know that I can say they're great. If you are kind of a fan of like the cheesier horror movies, you might like these. If you're not going to be super bothered by the acting or the plot holes or, you know, whatever, it might be good, but I recommend, I, yeah, I, I think one, two, three, and six are good. But I I don't know that I can give my recommendation for the rest of them. I don't know. I like it. Right. I'm, I'm excited for, see, for number ten. Yeah, I I still need to see that one. I'm curious. I haven't heard great. Well, it's only just come out. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last horror media thing that we're going to talk about is Stranger Things. Uh, So this is a TV show. It's on Netflix. Um, It started in 2016. Uh, And this is all about the DIY weapons and armor in season four, episode eight. It's another making montage. I love it. Um, It's so good. (laughs) So it's episode eight and it's an hour, one minute and 44 seconds into the episode is when all of them start. So we see 
Eddie and Dustin making shields from a trash can lid with nails driven through it. Um, Caleb and his sister Erica are making spears that basically look like it's just hunting knives tied to a broom pole and then duct taped around, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Robin and Steve are making Molotov cocktails using kerosene. Nancy is shown sawing the barrel off a 12-gauge shotgun, I think. So, like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I just absolutely love that, you know, I mean, they're kids. They're all, like, you know, in their teens. They don't really have access to a lot. You know, they're just, like, when all of this is happening, they're just sort of trying to grab anything they can think of that they could use as a weapon. And so, I don't know. It was It's fun to see them being creative and yeah. it's also fun to see a lot of these things being used uh, in the later episode. So, yeah. Have y'all seen Stranger Things? So, I've definitely seen it. And this is like the sole point of the show is like this 80s montage. And this is one of their 80s mm-hmm. montage scenes where, you know, they show like they play the good music and they do a, you know, fun action pack showing it just the right amount of time. It is definitely something if you are looking for ways to uh, kind of show some making in a fun way when you're trying to, especially pack in uh, the making part into a bigger story that you're trying to tell on a, on a reel or something, or even in a YouTube video, if it's longer is showing this super fast montage is is a really good way of doing it because a lot of people like spend too much time on the making and not enough time on the story when they're Mm -hmm. making videos. And like you, if soon as you've seen someone do something once, that's the most amount of times I personally want to see it. Like, I don't need to see like you make 700 cuts on a table saw. Like it's Mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. You need to stop, stop what you're doing. Go watch an 80s movie, see a montage, (laughs) take that into, like, unless you're, like, explaining why something's happening, but when you're just, like, trying to show off that you're really cool at the table saw or whatever, I don't know. Like, you really have skills. You've got the skills on the table saw. Yeah, none of these kids had any skills. (laughs) It's very rough and tumble. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So... This is one of those ones, though, that reminds me of other uh, post-apocalyptic. I know Stranger Things isn't post-apocalyptic. It's during the apocalyptic uh, mm-hmm. movies where the you see them like, like I love like Mad Max and I love all these other types of movies where you see like these ingenious ways of using everyday items to mm-hmm. create weapons. Uh, that's mm. like one of my favorite thing about watching movies as a maker is thinking about like who came up with this? Why did they come up with it? How did like, what thought like this is where I like at like the evil dead. They they seriously thought of things like obviously, yeah, some of the things wouldn't work that great, but they tried to think how would this person actually try and use this weapon and why mm. would they make it this way and what would be available and what makes sense to be available. Right. Yeah. You think way too much. (laughs) Okay. I I have never watched a movie and thought, how do they make this and all that sort of shit. Maybe I'm not a maker at heart. (laughs) All right. 
Reve- revelations on the clamp cast. I just, I no, it's just, I, I, I just think it's, it's crazy that like, like you watch a movie and you're thinking about like why they chose to do make it with that and all that sort of stuff. It's, well, the only other thing I'm thinking about is what cars are in the background, and I'll be like, there's a. <laughs> There's there's a 1985 Fiero GT. You can tell it's a 1985 GT because of this reason and that reason. Oh, there's a 1981 Camaro Z28. You can tell it's the Camaro Z28 from 81 because <laughs> on the side where the little scoops, on the 1981 it had like fins, but on the 1981 it didn't. And then the 1979 one had like a different hood scoop, and this is why you could tell. And my wife's like, I don't care. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> see, see that 69 charger i know that's a 69 charger because the headlights do this yeah exactly <laughs> like all this stuff like this yeah. is like things on point and these are background cars these are the ones in the background just driving <laughs> through town not oh, the like yeah. hero cars like the focus nope these are just like i, I know that car i'm smart yeah. i don't know i'm autistic um, whatever <laughs> before Je- before jesse goes on you you mentioned mad max did you know they make the, the new ones coming out soon uh nope, I didn't. I didn't but even I'm excited. know there was a new one. I did see uh like maybe a year ago the cars went up for sale in Australia oh. from the uh last movie. They all went up for auction and uh I don't have the amount of money that is movie actual movie but I don't even have movie replica money. I don't have actual <laughs> prop money. <laughs> Uh, it's called Mad Max Furiosa. Oh, you guys are talking over each other because oh. Adam's not looking at the camera. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking up the well, name I, of the movie. Yeah. I was curious how much the cars were going for. Well, so I didn't bother to look because they were all in Australia. And uh, I knew I could not I could not afford the shipping of a car from Australia to my house. So I went, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna look at the price. Even if they were free, they're just giving them away. I'd be like, I don't know if I can afford that. So, so I don't think they went for very like a lot of them were like ridiculous. Like they well, had, the like, thing is, monster trucks and stuff and that yeah. tank. That's the thing. Like they're not road legal cars, they're not like they're all post apocalyptic burnt out things. So, like, unless you're a real collector who just wants to store it, you're not really going to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't um, know how much though. So. I'm trying to think. Can y'all think of anything else as far as like media that has DIY weapons? I yep. I only had a couple, so I didn't know if we needed to go into it. No, I think that I think we've talked enough. Uh, yeah. I think we've talked about all the ones that you put in there, and that is the perfect. I know this is like one of your first times hosting, but <laughs> uh, you're doing great. And now I think it's time <laughs> for you to move on to the next session. We can do that. So we would like to thank our Patreon supporters. Thanks to our F-Clamp level sponsors, including Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, Joe Herdina, Rich from Low and Design, David Wood from DW Woodbuilds, Brad from I'm Gonna Make, and Chad from Chad's Custom Creations. If you got $1 of value out of this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash clamp. You'll get to hear our pre and after show and that's in there twice. Good job, Jesse. <laughs> and get a leather keychain made by Grant. And now we will go into clamp mendations. 
Clampmendations. So I'm going to do a cop-out like I like to do with Clampmendations and just say you should go watch all those movies we talked about in TV shows <laughs> and the comic too. That works. Fair enough. Uh, I am actually going to do two this week because I know I should save them for the future, but keeping with the theme. So Twisted Metal used to be a PlayStation game. They made it into a TV series. It's on stand. I don't know what it is in other countries. Um, it's got one of my Hollywood crushes on it, and it's a great show. So they, essentially it's a post-apocalyptic. They have to, like, they get cars and trying to get through life and stuff with, like, putting weapons on their cars because everyone's trying to kill each other and all that sort of stuff. And then my other one is going to be Escape Room, which is sort of like Saw, but imagine you go to an escape room like we do in real life, but it's actually like someone dies in each room and you got to try and get through like it's actually a horror. So, yeah. Yeah. If you like a squid game, you'll probably like Escape Room, I would say, yeah. if anyone's seen that. Uh, so my recommendation this week is Horror Queers. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, and actually, t- like tying in with the topic of today's show, I learned a lot about Nightmare on Elm Street 2 from them. Turns out that's actually like um, a big gay horror movie that I didn't know about. I personally was feeling real weird <laughs> about it and like it was kind of homophobic. Uh, but Ooh. turns out there's a whole gay history to it um, that I didn't even know about until I listened to their episode on it. So, Yeah. I highly recommend Horror Queers because you will hear about things that you would never think to associate with the movies or ask about the movies. They always have really neat trivia and then, you know, just sort of viewpoints from the, you know, queer gay community, which I always appreciate. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow. It's so weird that I'm having to do all the talking. (laughs) Being like, and now I rest. No. All right, so this time I'm going to take over the Ask Us Anything question. There we go. Because (laughs) there we go. Uh, Ask Us Anything. (laughs) The Ask Us Anything question this week is from uh, D.W. Woodbuilds, and his question is black a color and explain your answer. So I think black can be a color, but it can also be the uh, absence of color Mm -hmm. or all the colors combined. It all depends on who you ask and what you're talking about, because no, it doesn't. It's whether it does, or not it's yeah. light or pigment or yeah, yeah, that's black, the difference. Black is not okay. a color. Black is a shade. No, it's not. Okay, you want yes, to go to the store? Hey, it is considered hey. a shade. White, gray, and black are shades. Right, exactly. They're not colors. They're shades. Okay. Go to the store and say, you know, I'd like to order up a new car, and I'd like it to be black, a shade black in color. And then you'll get on the license, the registration, and it says, ah, yes, your color. That's right. No color but, listed. Yeah, but it doesn't have a color, apparently. No color. <laughs> not going to put color, shade. Right. It's not a shade. It's a color. It is a shade. It's not because it's because black is just very, very, very dark of another color. So the way that I think about this is in, like, yeah, pigment, color, theory sort of thing. So I always think it's all of the colors combined because I view it from like art school brain, but I know there are people who view it from the light viewpoint where it's like, no, it's not. (laughs) You just can't see color. 
I don't know. It's hard to. <laughs> the only around. thing is, so pure black can exist in nature. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, so, at least as pure as we think, as pure as our eyes. Because does it really exist? Because I feel like we've created no. more pigmented blacks, like since, Sci- you know, art. Scientifically, it is not a color. No, it depends on how you're asking about it. Well, and that's like, why I said. No. So light is the scientific way. The artsy way yes. is the way I think about it, where it's a combination. <laughs> You can you can make it, but it's not it's still not a color because because all you're doing is you're taking all the colors and mixing them together, which therefore you can't see one solid color. Or if it's light, you're taking all the colors away. away. So this is where exactly. you have to understand. There's two different ways of thinking about things, and you're only thinking about them one way. Wait, you just said if it's white, you're taking all the colors away. Does that mean that no, no, if not it's color? light, if it's light. light. Yeah, you take all the the spectrum that we can see. You take all those away. You turn off the light. It's black. Yeah, because there's absence of light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just but when you when you turn the light off, everything doesn't turn to the color black. It just yeah, goes it dark. Mm, Turns to I the know. color black. <laughs> That's. That's what happens. It is it. It is a color. My my seven year old will come in here and tell you how wrong you are. He is obsessed. Oh, like every time someone says the color black, he's like, "It's a shade." Right. <laughs> so, and he'll have to learn in his life that things are nuanced, and that there's no absolutes. And so, I would say it is something that he should probably. Uh, Stop correcting people on because says that the is man corrects, who corrects everyone on everything. <laughs> My son corrects everyone on everything. It's so funny. Like in Australia, we say everything. We say Z instead of Z. So if someone sings A B C and they say Z, he's like, "It's Z." <laughs> yeah. And he and he also hates it when people say H instead of H. That one is real weird, but I don't hate it. It's just weird. Well, because the proper pronunciation is H. It's, there's no, there's no hey, there's no H at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Australians would disagree with you for some stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna I leave that one there. I think it's Z and Z, and I sing them both when I sing the alphabet to my kids. Well, that is how they sing oh. it now. Yeah. Z or Z. Yeah, oh, I just you know, randomly switch it up. If you actually, not to go on a tangent, but if you actually look up where the letter came from, it is Z. Because it's short for something else. I can't remember what it is, but. Right. Oh. And if you look at every other alphabet letter in the alphabet, uh, it Z is the one that sticks out and doesn't rhyme with any of the other <laughs> ones. Like B, C, Fair D, enough. Z. Like. A, B, just only- A, C, D, C. Yeah, a lot of the letters are, like, there's no Z equivalent. Anyways, I, I'm i in Canada. We apparently use Z. I don't really care. Sometimes Z makes sense. A Z28 sounds way better than a Z28. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I still struggle with it, and I think it's kind of charming. 
that oh. some countries say Z because that's something I never heard. I literally didn't hear that until I moved away to college. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think that says a lot about where you came from. Kentucky. Well, like you know what? Actually, you know what actually is? I'm curious now. So we have to teach our kids that like it's Z, but on TV they say Z. Do you guys have the opposite issue at all? Do you ever have to tell kids what Z means? I don't know because I've not like watched British TV with children. So I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, we definitely don't have any other, like on all of our media, it's just Z. So I don't know that kids would get confused until they start watching media from other countries. Cause I know it tripped mm. me up and I had to. Well, Bluey's so big now that might um, confuse kids. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that, but I've also never seen it. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't so one. You want to? I don't think it'll confuse any kids at all because kids are not that easily confused. Sure. They will adapt. Yeah. You want to learn about Australian culture at all? Like growing up as a kid in Australia, watch Bluey. Mm. It is very true and really <laughs> relatable and good. All right. So are we? Uh, are we settled on colors then? Me and Grant. Think black is a color, and Adam, you say no. I no, think black sorry. can be a color. I'm sorry, can be a color. I, I say it is. depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you're talking about. So okay. we have is all three can of the. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it. Well, uh, so yeah, that is the show for today. Thanks to TF Turning for our theme song and to our patrons for your support. Also, a big thanks to everyone that listens and shares this podcast because it really does help us grow. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you use or give us a like and or comment on YouTube. Uh, I am also going to figure out how folks that don't have a Mac leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to fire up the PC and figure that out. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, if you would like to chat about making, you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Clampcast or on our Discord server, which you can find in our Instagram story highlights. Uh, I hope everybody has a very calm or very spooky Halloween, depending on your preferences. Um, And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.